Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, AJ Eckstein. So let us dive into what you're doing now at Accenture. Your title, your current role is product marketing campaign manager. It's a role you started in May 2022. And we're doing this interview right now, just a month later and in mid-April. What does that title mean? You were starting to unpack it for me before we started this interview. And what are you doing at AJ? Well, I think if we, we take a step back, it's, it's very interesting because so many people have no idea what consultants do. And especially early on, even starting in the world of consulting, it's, it's very difficult. And I think the common answer that you get, and this is, it's just a joke around consultants or even people in the industry, is it depends. And the reason why we say it depends is because let's talk about Accenture for a second. If you didn't know this, it's pretty crazy. Accenture globally has over half a million employees. So I think it's 600,000 employees worldwide, which is literally a country. So it's crazy to think that. But if you think about that, and if I'm at the company, even if I start next to my friend, let's say Sarah, we are going to have very different paths. You pave your own path. You really have to set yourself up for success. I can get on a one-month project. She can get on a two-year project. I could be in working for Starbucks as a consulting for them. She could be working for Microsoft. So the cool thing about Accenture, given that they're a public company, is we have the resources to really work with any company in any industry across the board. For myself, over the last about year and four months, I've had the privilege to work for, I believe it's five different projects now. And specifically, my current project is basically a product marketing manager where I help run the email marketing team for a global Fortune 100 tech client. And essentially what we do is we come in and we consult for the client. And we try to figure out you know, each week, what are the deliverables? How could we help them? But this specific role is a little bit less consulting and more like it's called staff augmentation, where this company just wants to bring on people short term and really help them address their, their biggest pain points and really help them grow on the marketing side of things. So I can't share the client name, but I can share that one of the coolest things about consulting is coming in. I did not have product marketing experience, 
but I've learned so much. And I always said, and I made this a, a LinkedIn post a couple of weeks ago, that consulting is a giant rotational program. So anyone out there who is thinking about getting into consulting, I would definitely encourage it because it's a great way to figure out what you want to do. And across the board, I've done product marketing roles. I've done sales strategy roles, strategic innovation roles. I've done project management, product management, program management. So it's a great way to learn a lot across different industries in a short amount of time. One of the biggest kind of mind challenges, I think, for students, AJ, and you've been a student a lot more recently than I have. And frankly, for a lot of people who are more seasoned in their careers is getting over the imposter syndrome. And I would imagine before you start one of these new roles that is completely new to you, where you don't have that like years of experience to back you up, is very intimidating. How do you manage that? It's a great question. And I think the million dollar question that everyone asks is saying, I don't get it. Why is AJ consulting for a Fortune 100 client? You know, why are you advising the C-level executives on what to do if you are, let's say, a, new, a fresh new grad who has zero to one or two years of experience? And I think it is a very valid question. But if you take a step back, you realize that it's not just me. It's our entire team. We have people who are senior analysts, consultants, we have people who are managers, managing directors, people who come in as SMEs or subject matter experts. So it's not just you. You do have opportunities to own certain work streams and present to the client and work hand in hand with them, but it's not just you. So that's the first thing you could take kind of some stress off of your plate where it's not just you, it's a team effort. But also you have to realize, and I think this is just speaking broader about the about imposter syndrome, is if it's not you, it's somebody else. And the biggest thing for me in my life is as, as I look back and I've coached you know, other people before, and I always tell them that there's no worse feeling than having someone else get something, knowing that you were maybe more qualified, but you never shot your shot, you never applied. And I always say that the feel of, of failure is actually a better feeling than the feeling of regret, whether that's not applying to an internship at Google because you don't think you're good enough to work in FANG, or that's not shooting your shot and networking with this one person, but then this other person gets a free lunch with a managing director, whatever it may be. So I think imposter syndrome is real. And I would lie if I say I still don't have some cases of imposter syndrome, but I would say for this specific role, and for instance, getting into product marketing management, what I did to come in before I started is I educated myself on this sub-industry. So I learned as much as I could online. I learned as much as I could about the client. I also reached out to people who were in this area for much more time and asked them for best pieces of advice. So when I came in, yes, I didn't have years of experience, but I had some experience. And I think the biggest thing is you come in hungry, not coming in thinking you know everything. Because if you come in hungry and you have a burning belly, you will learn quickly and people will want to work with you. Because again, not everyone wants someone to come in and just have them be an expert. I think the biggest thing you can add as whether you're a fresh new grad or you're an analyst or you're an associate or you are a BDR in sales, like a new entry-level role, is the energy and the passion that you bring. Because a lot of the team has been there for years and they've been doing the same thing over and over again. So you coming with a fresh perspective, a new fly on the wall, new, new set of eyes is an advantage. So that's what I try to bring to the table, as much hunger, as much passion, as much energy as I possibly can. 
Are you saying fly on the wall because there was that big ass fly that was in my office just before we started this interview? You know, to share with the audience, there was a huge fly <laughs> and the chief drop junkie did, uh, did take care of it prior to, uh, to this interview. Yeah, there was a slaughter. There was a <laughs> slaughter. So guess what? I still have imposter syndrome, AJ. This isn't something that just evaporates anytime you push yourself out of your comfort zone and that's how you grow, you're going to naturally be dealing with some shit in your head that's saying like, ooh, can I do this? All these other people have so much more experience. But that has been the secret sauce for me in my professional journey. And I'm positive for so many other people. That is the way that you grow. So AJ, take us into a typical day for you on the job. We're doing this interview before the workday starts, which like kudos to you for getting up extra early. But what does a day look like for you right now in your current role? And I want to preface again that it depends. So if you ask even 20 consultants, not just at Accenture, but at name the next 20 consulting companies, it depends because everybody's on different clients. And we actually could all be on, let's say, Microsoft. Let's say we were all consulting from Microsoft. There could be a million different work streams. Each work stream or each project is just in a different stage of the scope of work. So we can be kicking it off. We could be ending it and giving our recommendation or deliverable. So again, it really depends. I would say for me and my specific role, it's, been, it's really been exciting where I don't really feel as much as a consultant. I feel like I'm part of the team that I'm consulting for. So there's not as much consultant versus client dynamic. It's more so that we are just on the same marketing strategy team. And we meet every, let's say, a couple of times a day, talking about different initiatives for the week. We have larger team meetings. We have one-on-ones. We work on different work streams. I'm launching a couple of campaigns this year for these large email campaigns, working on whether it's a new product launch or a retail moment. So for instance, a new product launch could just be a new product that the tech company is coming out with. So we work hand in hand with a lot of cross-functional stakeholders. We work with the product team, the engineering team, we work with the creative agency to really help launch this product. Think about the strategy, we write creative briefs to then launch it to the consumer and really focus on the KSPs, the key selling points of what makes this product the most unique. So that's on the kind of NPIs or new product intro side. My other side of the house is on retail moments. So think of the biggest retail moments for you, maybe listening as a consumer, is things like Earth Day, Father's Day, Black Friday, huge retail moments where everything goes on sale. And how could we get some positioning to where you look at our store versus other people's stores? So that's kind of where I sit, again, in NPI's new product intros and then retailer or promotional moments. But also one of the things that I would advise your audience to do is continue to raise your hand. So if I'm in a meeting and I hear someone's trying to work on, let's say, a win-back campaign where we have some consumers who purchased a product a year ago, but they have not been active on, on our storefront, how could I raise my hand and help? And I think that's something that I've really enjoyed because the learning curve is very steep. Yes, there's imposter syndrome, but going out and saying, how could I help? How could I learn from you has been fantastic. So again, to go back to your, your question, every day is different. There's a mix of one-on-ones, group meetings. But I'd say the biggest thing is working cross-functionally and really just owning your work stream and making sure that you are pushing other people, encouraging, motivating, mentoring other people to make sure that at the end of the day, the campaign gets launched. Got it. So it's less about 
getting into the weeds in terms of like, in your case, writing the emails, actually executing the marketing strategy and more on 10,000 foot, laying out the steps and then making sure that various team members are executing on their roles. So yeah, so again, I, I would say it depends. My role has been a little bit of both, which has been super exciting. I've helped really develop the strategy for these specific email campaigns or whether it is through O&O, our owned and operated channels, whether it is through working with our analytics team, whatever it may be. But I also have the privilege to not only help develop the strategy, but also go and implement it. And I think usually in the world of strategy consulting, a great analogy for your audience is that you help develop the roadmap on how to climb the mountain, but you pass that to the client and you say, good luck. You don't actually climb it with them. Versus on the management consulting side, management or operations or tech consulting is more about implementation. And it's taking a a strategic roadmap, grabbing the client's hand and walking them up the mountain. So there are differences. One of the cool things about Accenture and kind of one of our main value adds is that we do end-to-end consulting. So not only could we help with the strategy, but we also have teams who work on implementation, whether it's tech implementation, operations, et cetera. There are other companies out there who their bread and butter is strategy. But once they're done with the strategy, the the client will go to another company to work on implementation because implementation is their bread and butter. So that's one of the cool things about Accenture, again, working on end-to-end, but every project's been different. Again, the last couple of projects, I've had some where it was super high level, not in the weeds, very, very high level strategic working with very high ups at the company. Some other projects have been in the weeds, day-to-day work with the team. It doesn't feel as, as much as consulting. Got it. Thank you so much for breaking that down. You started off at Accenture as a strategy and consulting analyst. And specifically, you were an innovation fellow working on the client innovation services team at Accenture. How did you get that fellowship, AJ? You were only one of three analysts selected for that innovation fellowship rotational program. It's, it's actually a really funny story because I didn't even know about this fellowship prior to joining the, joining the company. And one of the biggest pieces of advice, even for your audience who maybe is not in the consulting world, is networking is not just to get a job. But I actually ironically do more networking now that I'm in the company than I did to break into the company. And if we just try to unpack that for a second, especially in consulting, especially in a company with 600,000 people worldwide, I could literally network with 10 people a day and still for the next 50 years have more people to network with. So in consulting, and again, every consulting company is a little bit different. Some consulting companies will take your preferences of what industry, what type of work you want to focus on but you have really no say and you just get randomly placed. I think one of the really cool things about Accenture is that you get to go out and hunt for the best projects. So I think if you're someone who does not want to put themselves out there, it could be a little bit challenging and there are resources to help you get paired with an HR partner and they work with you on finding the best roles. But at the end of the day, no one's going to fight for you more than yourself. So I've loved this kind of staffing mindset where I could go out, network with the right people and find the best projects. And I heard about this innovation fellowship program when I started and I was going through onboarding and training and I networked like crazy, met the right people, shared how my background fits in with their strategic priorities and was able to get on the program. So it was a really cool program. The best way to explain this specific fellowship 
is it's almost like the front door of Accenture, Accenture's house. So clients would come in and say, I've heard about Accenture, but I really don't know what they do. Can you just work with us on a couple of strategic workshops or ideation sessions and walk us through, here's a couple of challenges that we have and what can you offer? So we work with them hand in hand and then we can say, all right, we did this amazing workshop. Here are the takeaways. Now we recommend you going with our strategy team, our ops team, our tech team, our management consulting team. And then our goal as the innovation fellowship team is to sell a work stream. And then another team takes it on. It's a handoff and they go work on that for six, 12, 18 months, whatever it may be. So I think the biggest takeaway is not just this specific program, but that every company will surprise you with new things to learn about. So just keep your eyes and ears open and network like crazy. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.